team played yesterday. The New York Jets' performance yesterday was an embarrassment. You, you hired somebody that doesn't even understand what an SC Trojan is all about. Like, stop! Hi, I'm Brian Barnhart, voice of the Fighting Illini, and this is your home for Fighting Illini Sports. 98.9 The Game. And now, broadcasting live and local, from the 98.9 The Game Studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks. I'll ride with the wolves. I'll run with the wolves. I'll run with the wolves. And Eric Fry. Why are all the fingers getting pointed at me? It's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Welcome in uh, to another day, to another edition of the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9 uh, The Game ESPN Radio. What's happening out there here on this uh, Tuesday? Taco Tuesday, if you celebrate that. Twisted Tuesday, whatever you want this Tuesday to be. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry alongside uh, to help you celebrate and also uh, talk some sports as well. We got some uh, baseball uh, to uh, hit up on uh, to today. We got uh, some uh, from the uh, major league ranks as well as the uh, college ranks as well as we have a national champion uh, that was uh, crowned uh, last night. And we'll take a look at everything that happened in MLB uh, last night, even though uh, both of our teams were off due to traveling uh, back here and uh, traveling back home to start uh, their respective uh, series. And we'll also take a look at uh, the uh, MLB uh, standings uh, so far here, and we'll get the most surprising teams at the top of the standings so far as we inch closer to uh, July, we inch closer to the all-star break and also it's uh, some interesting teams that are in last place as well hey looking at you st louis cardinals and uh, we'll talk about that uh, coming up as well and we'll also hit up on uh, some hockey that's right hockey as the uh, nhl awards were handed out uh, last night and uh, the uh, nhl draft will actually uh, be uh, tomorrow or starting tomorrow in the uh, first round mm-hmm. and the second round will follow that on the following day so uh, we'll be talking a little NHL uh, coming up the next couple of days as well so uh, get ready uh, for uh, that and of course uh, get ready for uh, Friday's uh, show again a reminder uh, there we got the uh, top sports stories so far in the year of uh, 2023 uh, coming at you uh, to uh, close uh, the uh, week out there on uh, Friday and again also a reminder that that will be uh, the uh, last show here on Trustful Radio for a little bit as we're taking a little bit of a, a pause a little bit of a, a break for the month of July and a little bit of August before we ramp back up in August for uh, high school football mm-hmm. and uh, we're still uh, going to have the uh, podcast but uh, so make sure you're sticking around and sticking to those podcast feed yep. iTunes Spotify and even you can listen on the website fmradio.com as well uh, over uh, there for the time being during our little uh, 
hiatus yes. from uh, Trashoral Radio, bub. Uh, we got a few more days here. We're going to close it out strong. And as we said, you know, your best option is just subscribe to the podcast and you'll get it automatically downloaded the moment we upload a new episode. So mm-hmm. you don't have to worry about what day we are uploading an episode. It'll just come to you. And the uh, plan uh, for, for now is going to be uh, uh, we're going to try to shoot for Wednesdays yes. for a uh, podcast, kind of like what we used to do back in the good uh, old days back in the days when we uh, weren't on every single day mm-hmm. uh here we dropped podcasts on wednesdays and had the saturday show as well but uh shooting for wednesdays uh more often uh than not if our schedules allow uh there but uh that's the plan going forward so uh like i said we got a few more days until uh, friday so we're gonna close out uh, this uh strong talking uh, some uh, baseball a lot of baseball centric uh episodes and uh see what else we can uh, get to if we don't get to it we'll get to it in the uh, podcast in some sort of uh, fashion so uh we got a, a good show uh, lined up for you so uh, let's get it started and uh, let's hit it up with what we always start the shows with and it is first things first before we get into the show First things first. And we're starting off in uh, baseball. We're starting off in uh, the uh, college ranks as we have a uh, national champion that was uh, crowned and it was not the Florida Gators nope. like uh, we had predicted. It was the uh, LSU uh, Tigers who uh, stand uh, tall and party like it's 2009 as that's their first baseball title since 2009. And LSU uh, won it in uh, just dominating fashion. Yes. As they had 24 hits in this one and 18 runs were put up on the scoreboard as well, just all over the Gators. Uh, last night they were having a Gator before the game and they feasted on them during the game as well. 18 to 4 was the uh, final with LSU winning the national title. And you talked about that, Travis. 18 runs were the second most in the national championship game behind USC beating Arizona State 21 to 14 back in 1998. 24 hits are the most in a men's college World Series game, and the 14-run win is the largest in championship game history. The previous high was when Rice defeated Stanford 14 to 2 in 2003. But for LSU, it's their seventh men's college World Series title that breaks a tie with Texas for the second most in Division One history. USC has the most with 12, and it's the ninth title for the SEC in the past 14 Men's College World Series. Six different SEC schools have won a title since 2009. Hmm. So they can say all they want about how they're the best conference in football. Without a doubt, the SEC, the best conference in baseball. Yeah, there's no I, doubt. I can't even argue that. Yeah, no, no doubt. I can't even think of uh, another conference that would be even close no. to that. Maybe uh, the, the Pac-12 back in the day, but not not recently. Right. Yeah, I was gonna say with those USC titles, mm-hmm, you could mm-hmm. probably uh, say that. And uh, the Arizona State uh, was good back in the day as yep. well. So, and you know, you you say you know it was dominating fashion, yes, but don't forget this was the third time the Tigers have overcome a multi-run deficit in the national championship game. They were down first at the start of this game. 
And they yeah, ended up coming were. back and getting the win. The only school to overcome multi-run def- uh, deficits in three championship games. So the only school that's done that. They're also It's also the third time the Tigers have scored at least 10 runs in the national championship game, matching Arizona State for the most such games in men's college World Series history. And LSU became the third team to knock out the top two national seeds on the way to the national championship since seeding began in 1999. So mm, that's right. they knocked out the teams that were supposed to win. Yeah, it took down Wake Forest yep. and then now Florida in the yep. championship series. Yep. So. Yeah, Florida jumped out early to a 2 nothing lead in the bottom of the first, and then that was okay because LSU came back and uh, they scored six in the top of the second, and that kind of uh, eased their minds a little bit. Uh, there they, they picked up four more in the uh, fourth to uh, take a, a commanding 10-2 lead at that point, and then the scoring kind of slowed down. Uh, a little bit, and Florida didn't score again until the uh, bottom of the seventh, and it was 11-3 to at that point. And then, obviously, LSU would tack on more runs uh, after that for the 18-4 to uh, final uh, there. And 30 home runs were hit in this uh, College World Series. Mm-hmm. That's the most since 2010, and that was 32 um, the year before uh, the uh, um College World Series moved to uh, their new stadium uh, location uh, there in Omaha. And let's talk about this just a little bit, Travis. You mentioned, you know, LSU, big win yesterday. But they became the third team to win the national championship despite being outscored in the finals. They were outscored 31-26 to in this three games. The only other schools were Vanderbilt in 2014. They were outscored by three runs. Coastal Carolina won in 2016, outscored by one run. They were outscored by five runs hmm. and still Ended Still up getting won. the win because of that big blowout. And LSU became the first Division One school to win a baseball and a basketball, on the women's side, That's national right. championship in the same year. That's right, they did. So history in the making all around. And really for LSU, it was three players, Travis. I'm going to spotlight these three players. First, Tommy White went four for seven last night, three RBIs. He has 105 RBIs this season. Oh, that's, that's, that's incredible. Pretty good. That's the third most in SEC and LSU history. He also had 13 hits in the Men's College World Series, which is the most by an LSU player in a single season. Second place, DJ LeMayhew, who had 12 back in 2009, mm-hmm. and Dylan Cruz, who had 12 this season. And speaking of Mr. Cruz, yeah, last night he went four for six, three runs, had an RBI, became the fifth SEC player with five multi-hit games in a single Men's College World Series uh the first since South Carolina's Christian Walker in 2010. He also is the third player in SEC history to score 100 runs in a season and the fourth player to win the Golden Spikes Award in the national championship in the same season. And he is on a 75-game on-base streak. Wow. He got on base every game this season. Wow. That is absurd. I feel like that's something that should be uh, talked, about. talked about more. He's going to be the number one pick that's in a couple insane. weeks. Yeah, he has to be. Say, yeah, he has to sure. be. I mean, I would say, I would say so. And the two of them together, Travis Dylan Cruz and Tommy White, are the first pair of teammates in SEC history to score 100 runs and drive in 100 runs in the same season. Mm. Think about that. They yeah. scored 100 runs on their own each, mm-hmm. and then they drove in 100 runs each. Right. That right there is a minimum of 200 runs in a season. Mm. That is insane, just yeah, from two players. Right. And that would be only if they drove in each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's Ab- absolutely insane. Yeah, insane numbers for those pair of teammates. And let's talk about um, Thatcher Hurd, who pitched last night. Six innings, two hits, two earned, seven Ks. 
LSU, as a team, Travis, struck out a record 103 batters in the College World Series. Mm-hmm. And another contributor last night was Braden Jobert, who went 4-for-7, had a home run at three RBIs. He went 5-for-24 in the first six games of the Men's College World Series. Yeah. And he turned it around in the second half. Uh, Jordan Thompson, as well, went 2-for-6, had a run and three RBIs. He entered the championship game with one hit and 30 at-bats at the Men's College World Series, and he went two for six last night. Uh, Jay Johnson became the first head coach to win a national championship in his first two years at a school. Three coaches have won the title in their third season, including LSU's Paul Minert in 2009. So two years, gets himself uh, the national title. But uh, Paul Skines was named the most outstanding player of the Men's College World Series. 15 and two-thirds innings, two runs, 21 Ks. He finished with an SEC record 209 strikeouts this season. Mm-hmm. That is 15 and two-thirds and 21 Ks yep. while allowing two runs. Mm-hmm. That is absurd. Those numbers just seem unreal. Yeah, he was named the World Series most outstanding player, even though he didn't pitch in the championship round here against uh, Florida, but he did have eight shutout mm-hmm. innings against Wake Forest, uh, strikeout nine batters to help LSU get into the uh, title game, but yeah, they said he was available to uh, uh, close out the game on Monday night, but due to the uh, yep. big lead, uh, LSU uh, didn't need him to and, come in. So, And let's talk about, we've, we've mentioned a lot about LSU. Let's talk about the other side in Florida. Florida, third time the Gators have lost in the national championship game. That is, it makes them the first SEC team to lose three national championship games. So I don't know if that's a stat you necessarily want, no. but it's what you got now, Florida. There's 17 home runs in this year's Men's College World Series, tied for the most in a single Men's College World Series. Uh, LSU and USC each hit 17 back in 1998. Florida's first two hitters of the game, Travis, recorded hits and scored. The Gators only had three hits after that. Mm. It started good. You start out 2 nothing, top of the first. Your first two guys get on. They both end up scoring. You're thinking, here we go. And then you get three hits the rest of the game. Uh, mm. Florida scored 24 runs on 23 hits in game two, as we talked about. They only had 21 runs on 35 hits in their other five College World Series games. Mm. So... That one game was an outlier, was not the trend for Florida. And Florida hit four batters in the game, matching the most in a Men's College World Series National Championship game with Stanford, who hit four LSU batters in 2000. Something about LSU, they just get hit hit batters all the time. So so. uh, Florida did win a record 54 games this season, which tied with LSU and Wake Forest for the most in D1 this season. Wyatt Langford had a two-run homer in the first inning for Florida. His third 400-foot homer of this year's Men's College World Series. The first player to hit three 400-feet homers in a single Men's College World Series since it moved to Charles Schwab Field in 2011. Florida's Peter Alonzo had three over two trips to Omaha in 2015 and 2016. Yeah, Langford hit the uh, longest home run in that ballpark there in Omaha, 456 feet on June 16th against uh, Virginia. And then he also hit that homer last night, 449 feet uh, there. So uh, two longest home runs, three of the longest home runs in that ballpark goes to uh, Wyatt Langford, and he's the number three draft prospect, uh, according to the MLB pipeline. And Ty Evans also had a solo homer in the seventh for Florida. He became the first player to hit five homers in a single Men's College World Series. Now we've talked about the good. We're going to talk about the bad when it comes to Florida. Uh, Jack uh, Glignon, who pitched, went one and a third 
Two hits, six runs, three walks. First pitcher to allow six runs in a championship game since Stanford Mike Gosling back in 2001. He also finished with six walks and five hit batters in five and two-thirds inning in his two starts, the Men's College World Series. The first pitcher with five-plus walks and five-plus hit batters in a single Men's College World Series since Stanford's Matt Manship back in 2003. Hmm. So there you go. LSU now with that win last night becomes second all-time on Baseball National Championships, trailing USC, who have not won one since 1998. Yeah, it's been a while, yep. while for them. And, yeah, I guess I never realized that LSU knew that they had a mm-hmm. good program, but I didn't realize that they were now second. Yeah, second all-time. Texas is third with six. Yeah, I would figure Texas would be. They haven't won one since 2005, Travis. Wow. And then in fourth is Arizona State with five, and they haven't won one since 1981. Wow, even longer. Even longer. So hmm. uh, there you go. It was all about a uh, little Baton Rouge getting the uh, the dub. So <laughs> Yeah. And uh, also LSU winning the, uh, like you mentioned, the national championship in women's college basketball as well now in uh, college baseball as well. And just to close out on how dominant of a program, like you said, LSU has, Travis, they've won seven national titles. Mm-hmm. The rest of the SEC combined has eight. Wow. That's how dominant they have been hmm. as a program. So, congratulations, LSU. Get another title, putting it up, putting it on the. I don't know if you hang banners in college baseball, but wherever you're going to put it, whatever you're going to do with it, celebrate it. LSU um, getting the win in, in convincing fashion in that game three. I think they were a little annoyed uh, after game two on Sunday. Yeah, it definitely uh, seemed like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, there are winners on the field as well as off the field there as well. A uh, special little uh, bar has a challenge there with yes. uh, Rocco's and uh, of course the Jello shot a challenge and each of the teams in the College World Series get uh, you know, represented for Jello shots the most they take. And LSU, they crushed the competition in the mm-hmm. Jello shot challenge. Over sixty-four thousand, probably sixty-five thousand by the end of it all, uh, for the uh, Jello shot challenge as well. So, uh, LSU, we know that they love to party there. They love to uh, tailgate, and uh, they certainly took Omaha mm-hmm. by storm, by storm. <laughs> off on and off the field uh, there. So. Uh, hopefully Omaha can have a, I don't know what else goes on in, in Omaha, but hopefully they can take a little bit to recover and restock all the bars that LSU has drank themselves out <laughs> of. So uh, LSU on a top of the college baseball world there mm-hmm. and wraps up the college baseball season. We still got more stuff to uh, talk about in uh, baseball, and let's go to uh, where some of those guys potentially will be uh, playing in the uh, major leagues. Let's take a look at major league from uh, last night and get the schedule for today coming up here on the uh, starting lineup. From the 98.9 The Game Studios, the starting lineup will be right back. You can't see the future, but you can prepare for it. With the universal life policy from Pekin Life Insurance Company, you'll have guaranteed death benefit protection with the potential to build significant cash value for later years. Request a free quote for universal life insurance at PekinInsurance.com and in Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. 
Imagine the possibilities with the Topless State Bank. This is Justin Naders. If you're buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows you mean business, and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with a construction loan customized just for you. Ask around. Talk to your friends. You'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Totopolis State Bank. In Totopolis, Sigel, and Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. The smell of fresh flowers. What? I smell fresh plowed dirt. It's planting season for farmers. The number of farm vehicles and equipment on the roads will increase sharply, which means use extra caution this spring. That's true, Kenny. We hope you're not in an accident, but if it does happen to you, call the experts at Expert Collision Center. Hey, Jill, what flowers grow on faces? Um, I don't know. Tulips. Get it? Happy spring. Expert Collision Center, one block east of the People's State Bank in Newton. Buffalo Bills Center of the West in Cody, Wyoming, welcomes you as you enter Yellowstone Park's east entrance. Five museums in one, including a wonderful Plains Indian Museum. Welcome to the West. Buffalo Bills Center of the West, Cody, Wyoming. This is Deputy Chief Kurt Davis of the Effingham Police Department with another safety tip for online use for your family. While online, a child might provide information or arrange an encounter that could risk his or her safety or the safety of other family members. In a few cases, pedophiles have used online services and bulletin boards to gain a child's confidence and then arrange a face-to-face meeting. Parents, be sure to stay in touch with your children's online activities, and if you detect any threats to your child's safety, notify your local police department. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? I think my battery's dead. With free battery testing and charging, AutoZone is here to help. Get in zone, AutoZone. What if I need a new one? We have the right batteries right here at America's number one battery destination. Get in zone, Auto- And what if I don't know how to connect it? No problem. We have a how-to for you at AutoZone.com. Get in zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. At Lowe's, we're always bringing pros more ways to save. Right now, save $100 when you buy the Flex 24-volt brushless impact driver kit for just $99. That's 50% off the original price. Plus, you'll also find Southwire Romex Simple 250-foot wire for just $109. Lowe's knows savings. Lowe's knows pros. Bow through 720 while supplies last. If you're hiring, it can feel like you're trying to find a needle in a haystack. You can hope the right person comes along, or you can just use ZipRecruiter. And now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com free. In fact, ZipRecruiter has helped a lot of business owners get a needle in a haystack. Like Marco, president of operations at Telly Tires and Auto Centers. Because Telly Tires has grown a lot in the last few years, Marco needed to hire everyone from a receptionist to a store manager to a head mechanic. ZipRecruiter helps me find all the right people, even the most difficult jobs to fill. ZipRecruiter helps me keep my business running. Take it from Marco and millions of other businesses who've used ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter can help you find the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash F-R-E-E. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And now. So can. It's a little overrated. Just two cents. Peyton Manning is overrated. A little bit, yeah. You're thinking of his, like, last year. No. Don't think of him as his last year. No, like his whole career. The starting lineup. 
He is properly rated. No, a little overrated. How dare you? On 98.9 The Game. Peyton Manning can thank Edron James, Jeff Saturday, Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne, Dallas Clark. All right, then Joe Montana is overrated. Thank oh, you can thank yeah. Jerry Rice for everything. I, Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9 uh, The Game, ESPN Radio. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry here with you. Let's continue with the uh, talk of uh, baseball. Well, let's get to uh, the uh, major leagues, MLB uh, from uh, last night. A little bit of a light schedule for a Monday with a lot of teams uh, taking uh, the uh, day off, including uh, yours truly, Cubs and uh, Cardinals as well, coming back from uh, London. But let's take a look at what did happen on a Monday night as it was uh, Baltimore getting the win over the Reds, uh, 10 to uh, 3. As uh, the uh, Orioles, they called up uh, their number three uh, best prospect, and that was uh, Jordan Westberg. And he did just about everything in his uh, first appearance in the uh, big leagues. He had a, a second inning walk, so first career plate appearance was a walk and he also later scored a run as well and I'm watching the video here on the uh, highlights of his boys pumping him up back there and they were loving it they took a walk in his first major league at bat and then uh, later on he uh, grounded into a fielder's choice in the uh, third inning to uh, get his first career RBI and then uh, later on it was a little uh, rainy but hey in the uh, fifth inning he got his first career hit as well so all right a lot of firsts last night for Westberg. Walk in his first plate appearance, first RBI, and first hit as well in front of family and friends. That's always well. nice. I always hate whenever like people have their family and friends come for their de- debut. They go like 0 for 4 with three strikeouts. It's just yeah. Uh, the pressure got to him, and you mm-hmm. know it's like, uh, so glad he had a good game. Right, but the pressure of that with your uh, with your friends back there, you can yep. hear them because uh, you saw him on the broadcast and uh, taking a walk in your first plate appearance. That'd yep. be tough as well, but and that's what he did. And Baltimore also got the uh, win. That's as the other well. important thing. Uh, the uh, Brewers, uh, they got the win over the uh, Mets, 2-2-1, two, uh, two, uh, two runs, uh, both scored in the uh, sixth inning uh, for Milwaukee there, and the Mets fall a season-high eight games under 500 mm. now 35-43 and 43 on the uh, season with the loss uh, there against Milwaukee. Uh, the uh, Braves, they got the win over the uh, Twins. Marcelo Zuna and Ronald Acuna Jr. both hit home runs. And uh, Spencer Strider struck out 10 batters as well, picking up his ninth win on the uh, season for the Atlanta Braves, their third straight. It has to be something with the mustache for him. It's got to be. Don't ever let him shave. <laughs> it's got to be, but of course, he struggled in the postseason last year. So. He did. Uh, that's going to be the big thing until the Maybe redemption. Maybe he's going to grow it until he wins a postseason game. Mm-hmm. Maybe. 
you gotta gotta groom it. So yep. uh, this is Atlanta's third win in a row, like I said, and they're 11th in their past 12 games, and they've won 18 of their 22 games this month. So mm. uh, they stretched out the NL East lead to six and a half games over the uh, Marlins, and we'll take a look at those uh, standings uh, coming up here in just a second. Uh, we also had the uh, Tigers get the win over the uh, Rangers uh, there as uh, Texas Two more of their pitchers uh, go down in uh, this one. So uh, we'll see where the Rangers are at in the uh, standings there in the West. But uh, they could be their own worst enemy. Yep. And the health could be uh, the one thing that brings them down. Uh, the Angels, uh, they beat the uh, White Sox 2-1 to one, uh, thanks to uh, Shohei Otani hitting a home yep. run there in the uh, fourth inning. 446-foot blast, and now that puts them at the uh, home run lead in the major leagues as well as the RBI lead as well in the majors. So, uh, Otani. He's the man. Keeps doing it. He's the man. And I love how that game ended, Travis, on a walk-off wild pitch. Yep, exactly. Second best uh, way to end the game other than a walk-off balk. Yeah, the worst. I mean, that's just beating uh, yourself. That's beating yourself. Brutal. At least a walk-off walk. You have to at least, you know, as a hitter, have the discipline to not swing. Yeah. But a walk-off balk, the offensive team is literally doing nothing. Mm-hmm. And a walk-off wild pitch is your catcher <laughs> didn't do his job. Right. Yeah. So. Exactly. White Sox, how can we find ways to lose? Yep. I don't know. We'll walk off. Mm. Wild pitch. That's Ruins a, a great Dylan Cease pitching night. Six innings, one run, five hits, yeah. 10 Ks. Uh, Detmer's also seven innings, one run, two hits, 10 Ks. 10 Ks as well. He had two walks. So two really good pitching nights, and neither of those pitchers get represented at all. Right, yeah, that uh, the only blemish on that uh, resume for a cease was that uh, Otani uh, home yeah. run. Otherwise than that, it was all good. Which again, you're not going to get upset about giving up a homer oh, to, yeah. you know, Otani. Yeah, he's, definitely. He's going to hit his home. Do you want him to or not? Yep, definitely not, bub. Uh, brutal way for the uh, White Sox to uh, take the loss there, bub. Uh, they lose another one there. Thirty-four and forty-six are this, on the season are the White Sox. And uh, Seattle, they beat the uh, Nationals 8-4 to four as uh, Luis Castillo wins his uh, fifth uh, start of the uh, season as he went uh, seven innings, give up seven hits, a couple of runs, and uh, seven strikeouts there. You know, his record's only 5-6, and six, but he does have a 2.86 ERA uh, there for Seattle. And we'll take a look at the standings mm-hmm. uh, in the next segment, but uh, not the season that uh, no. the Mariners uh, we're hoping for after making the playoffs. Yep, last season. So before we move to today, Travis, you know how the old saying, you know, when it rains, it pours. Yeah, we forgot to mention in that Mets game that Justin Verlander was issued a ball on because he took too long warming up. Mm. Took too long warming up. He was issued a ball, and he's arguing with it. And I saw Buck Showalter shaking his head, arguing with it. You can't take too long to warm up. Mm. Like get out there and get warmed up. So the ump gave him a ball to the next batter. Hmm. It's a the Mets are a mess. Absolutely, they are. Ugh. And when we talk about the standings, Travis, I'll tell you if I think a team should be buyers or sellers at the trade deadline. Yeah. So 
that's uh, coming up. And also, uh, both of our teams are uh, back in action uh, tonight, as well as everybody, as well as seems like. And the uh, Cardinals will host the Astros for a, a three-game set before we host the Yankees this weekend. And uh, that game uh, is going to be uh, uh, starting uh, tonight, a 5.50 will be the uh, pregame show start here on a 98.9. 6.35 game broadcast. Former Valdez and again, one of four of the Astros against uh, Jordan Montgomery for the uh, Cardinals uh, tonight. They're in uh, St. Louis. And uh, the uh, Cubs, they're hosting uh, the uh, Phillies. Ranger Suarez going for Philadelphia. And Eric's favorite, James Tyon, uh, going for the uh, Cubbies with his 2-5, and 6.71. Get him out ERA. of there. Well, you need someone to fill innings, I guess, and he's uh, going to do it. He might give up a lot of runs. but yeah. Well, yeah, I want him to fill innings good, <laughs> not. Yeah. So uh, Two games below 500. Let's do it. Yeah. Cubs haven't been above 500 since, I think, the beginning of May. Mm. Yeah, it's been a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, How long have you been below 500, Travis? It seems like it's been all season. <laughs> I think it has been most of the season. <sighs> yeah, it's been uh, rough. Hmm. Uh, Cincinnati, they continue their series with uh, Baltimore. And you got the uh, Padres open up a series there in uh, Pittsburgh. You got you Darvis against uh, Rich Hill on the mound for the Pirates. You got the Giants opening up in Toronto with the uh, Blue Jays. Kevin Gosman going uh, for Toronto. You got the Marlins and our Red Sox. And what's happened to uh, Sandy Alcantara? 2-6, and six, mm. 5.08 ERA this season. So, been a rough one there for the reigning Cy Young Award winner mm-hmm. uh, there. But try to bounce back in a start uh, against Boston there. Uh, Milwaukee continues with the uh, Mets. Uh, you got the uh, Twins uh, continuing with the uh, Braves. Hey, that's something that's uh, not new. The Braves on TBS. Yeah. It doesn't start at 6.05. It's, t- it's a 6.20 start, though. Travis, so, I'm, I'm going to upset you. Are you TBS? ready? What's that? The last time the Cardinals were 500. Mm-hmm. April 3rd, they were 2-2. Two and two. Before that, April 2nd, they were 2-1. and one. That was the third game of the season, and that was the last time the Cardinals were above 500 this year. Ugh, that's that's gross. Isn't that deplorable? Uh, that's horrible, yeah. You were 6-8 and eight at one point, horrible. so you were close. 8-11, mm. and 11, that's kind of the closest you've been. Don't like that. Swipe left on that. <laughs> when you lost to Detroit on May 6th, you were 10-24. and 24. 14 games below 500. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it has gotten a little bit better. You got to six. Yeah, we went on that little win streak. Yep, yep. It's been a rough go of it. Uh-huh. Sure. Uh, Tigers, they're continuing with the uh, Rangers. Martin Perez going for Texas. He'll try not to get injured. Mm-hmm. Uh, Guardians against the uh, Royals opening up uh, that series. Uh, Dodgers in uh, Colorado take on the Rockies. Got Clayton Kershaw going for win number 10 tonight. Uh, White Sox matching up again with the Angels. And uh, he homers last night, and he's on the mound tonight against Michael Kopech there for the White Sox. Uh, the Yankees, they match up with Oakland. Uh, there with the A's. Uh, Tampa is in Arizona to take on the uh, Diamondbacks. You got Bradley against Zach Gallion. And Gallion going for win number 10 tonight as well. 
and the uh, Nationals up against the uh, Mariners to close things out tonight. Just to show I'm not showing favoritism, the Cubs May 12th were 19-19. and 19. It's the last time they were at 500, last time they were above 500. May 6th, when they beat the Marlins, they were 17-16. and 16. Mm, Still. That's a long time, too. A long time. But we're closer. We're only two games. I know. So... Uh, you're you're close. We're close. You're close to 500. Close them back in. Uh, that would be nice. So, uh, we'll take a look at uh, where the uh, teams uh, stack up in uh, the uh, standings so far and uh, see what's the most surprising division winner right now. Who's the most surprising uh, division loser? And uh, where would the wild card be at right now if the season ended today? So, uh, we'll take a look at that coming up next here on the Star Lineup. We'll be right back to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. We need to figure out what we're going to talk about the next segment. Summer is here, and it is important to be safe around the water. Don't take chances overestimating your swimming skills. Swim only in designated areas and never swim alone. No one can anticipate sudden storms or other hidden dangers. Keep an eye on children and remember it only takes a few seconds for a small child to wander away. Children have a natural curiosity and attraction to water. This is Deputy Chief Kurt Davis of the Effingham Police Department. Water sports and activities can be some of the most enjoyable times of the year. Please keep safety first and enjoy your summer. Are you using FS Diesel X Gold from South Central FS in your diesel-powered engines? To ensure you get the best return from your diesel fuel dollars, FS Diesel X Gold contains eight premium additives to restore lost horsepower, improve fuel economy, and provide lasting protection for vital fuel system parts. This is Julie with South Central FS, and I believe in Diesel X Gold. It is the best fuel to power and protect your diesel engines. Contact one of us today, your South Central FS Energy Team, for more information. The Cromwell Media Group of Illinois operated radio stations WCRC, WCRA, WHQQ, WJKG, and 96.3 Classic Rock is an equal opportunity employer dedicated to providing broad outreach regarding job vacancies. We seek the help of local organizations in referring qualified applicants to our stations. Organizations that wish to receive our vacancy information should contact Cindy Hansen, EEO Manager, at 217-428-4487. That's 217-428-4487. Prairie Farms is partnering with Pepsi Mid-America at the Effingham Walmart this Saturday for a cookout from 9 to 4 to benefit Children's Miracle Network. WCRC 95.7 will be live on location from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Stop by for giveaways, sampling of crush and mug ice cream floats from 10 to noon, and grab something to eat while you're there. Help raise money for the Children's Miracle Network this Saturday from 11 to 1 at Effingham Walmart, 1204 Avenue of Mid-America in Effingham. Those are sports sounds. And people love sports so much, it makes them pay attention when I say, drivers who switch and save with Progressive could save hundreds. And we all know how sports fans feel about big saves. What a save! See what I did there? Save is also a sports word. So save big when you switch to Progressive. Ooh, that's a golf clap. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Potential savings will vary. The Hoop Collective Podcast. 
I'm at our ESPN LA studios. You may remember that Bev did a couple of days of work for ESPN last yeah. year. Oh, I remember. I was on with him. He left a gorgeous Dolce & Gabbana suit here that is just spectacular. You should wear it on TV today, Brian. I do not believe it will fit me, only because the arms are too long. <laughs> You're across the street. Come over and get it. It's yeah. got to be at least a $7,000 suit. The Hoop Collective Podcast. Listen on the ESPN app or wherever you listen to podcasts. And now. They play tonight. Tonight against Michigan. If you're listening Wednesday. The starting lineup. It's not going to happen. I mean, Michigan's overrated, but. Travis mm-hmm. going to be so let down tonight. I'll report about it on Saturday. On 98.9 The Game. Eric Fry, Sports Center Update. The Blackhawks are acquiring pieces to build around their number one pick. Chicago traded for Taylor Hall and the rights to unrestricted free agent Nick Falgano from the Boston Bruins. In return, Chicago sent Boston the rights to restricted free agent defenseman Ian Mitchell and Alec Regula. Hall won the Hart Memorial Trophy as recently as 2018, and he scored 16 goals with 36 points in 61 games last season. The Fever have dropped back-to-back games after falling 88-80 to the Aces in Las Vegas. Aliyah Boston and Erico Wheeler tied for a game high, team high in scoring 20 points apiece. Boston recorded a double-double after tying a game high in rebounds with 14. The Fever wrap up their four-game road trip Thursday night when they visit the Phoenix Mercury at Footprint Center. Indiana is tied for last in the Eastern Conference at 5-9. and nine. Forham Park is about to become the site of the next season of Hard Knocks. According to PFT, the New York Jets are preparing to be assigned the subject of HBO's hit show. Gang Green has publicly and privately made known their lack of interest in serving as a series focal point for the upcoming season. Earlier this month, head coach uh, Robert Salas said, quote, I know there are several teams that would love for Hard Knocks to be in their building. We're just not one of them, end quote. The Jets made headlines during the offseason when they acquired former Green Bay Packer quarterback Aaron Rodgers. And Eagles' Devon Allen cracked the top five in the fastest 110-meter hurdles at the U.S. Track and Field Grand Prix over the weekend. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup. Travis Sparks here, Eric Fry over there. And I'm sure that news pleases Aaron Rodgers a lot. Oh, you know he is so knocks. mad. You know <laughs> he is so mad. Uh, hard knocks. Get ready. By the way, Travis, I forgot Jets. to mention in our first segment talking about the College World Series, mm-hmm. Florida beat LSU back in 2017 for the College World Series. So LSU getting a little bit of revenge against their SEC mates. Yeah. And I noticed when the series started that they didn't even play the season. Right. So don't know what sense that makes if you're in the same conference. I understand divisions, but still, uh, whatever. Uh, they get the last laugh. They win the uh, natty there. Let's take a look at the uh, standings so far in uh, Major League uh, Baseball. And, uh, of course, we'll start in the uh, American League currently uh, in the East. you got the uh, Rays on top, and they're on top of the entire baseball world as they have a four-game lead over Baltimore, nine-and-a-half over the uh, Yankees, ten games up on Toronto, and or the Red Sox. Uh, they're one game above 500, uh, but they're 13 games back of the uh, Rays uh, there for uh, Tampa just uh, crushing it, 34 and a 10 at home, and a plus 150 run a differential uh, there. 
uh, the uh, Twins, uh, they are leading in the uh, Central, just like the uh, NL Central. This division is not great. Nope. Uh, they're a 500 record right now. 40 and 40 are uh, Minnesota. And uh, the Guardians, uh, they're three games below 500, uh, but they're one and a half games out of first. Uh, Detroit's only four and a half out. The White Sox are sixth in uh, fourth place there. And the Royals, deep in the cellar. At uh, 22 and 56, a minus 122 run differential uh, for them. But yikes, Twins 500 and winning the division. Uh, in the uh, West, you got the uh, Rangers with a five-game lead of both over the Astros and the Angels. Eight and a half there for Seattle. So one game below 500 uh, for them. And like I mentioned, they made the playoffs last year and they ended that drought and not doing so well. Uh, this season, of course, Oakland is Oakland. 28 games back, mm-hmm. 20 and 60 on uh, the uh, season. Uh, but the Rangers, uh, with losing three in a row uh, now, yeah, uh, for them and all the injuries piling up. Yeah, uh, th- this I think Travis coming down the the stretch may be the most competitive division between the top three teams, mm-hmm. but. As far as the best division, it's it's still going to be the East oh, for yeah. sure. Um, but as far as closest division battle that will matter, I think it could be the West. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, for sure. Um, now with both the Astros and, and the Angels uh, right there in uh, second place, I'm battling for uh, wild card uh, positioning uh, there uh, with those teams in the uh, East. And uh, currently right now, uh, Baltimore is uh, the first wild card position. Uh, the Yankees are a half game up on uh, the uh, Blue Jays, and the Blue Jays are a half game up on both Houston and L.A. for the final wild card spot. And the Red Sox are only three games back, and Seattle only four back of the uh, wild card uh, there. But we talked about the competitive division in the East. Three wild cards right now would go mm-hmm. to the East uh, there. So... Uh, Astros and Angels competing against themselves and yep. competing against the East. Yep, yep. Uh, there as well. And uh, the NL, the Atlanta Braves, six and a half up, like I mentioned, over the uh, Marlins, ten and a half up over third place Philadelphia. And the Mets, eight games below 500. They're 16 games out. And the Nationals, well, they're the Nationals, 21 games back, 30 and 48 on the season with a minus 68 run differential uh, there. Uh, but Atlanta just playing good baseball yep. uh, right now, as I mentioned here in the month of June, and six and a half up on uh, Miami, uh, nine and one in the last ten in Atlanta. Uh, in the uh, Central, just like the American League Central, not great. But uh, Milwaukee now with the win last night, as they've won two in a row, and the Reds have dropped three in a row now after that long winning streak that they were on, and the Reds half game out. Uh, the Cubs right there, uh, two games uh, below 500, like mm-hmm. we said, only three out. Uh, Pittsburgh really struggling in yeah. uh, their last 10 games and uh, really struggling after the great start that they were on. Five and a half out, though. And the Cardinals, they're in dead last. Eight and a half out, a minus 16 run differential uh, right now. Which is still the second best in the NL Central. Yeah, it is. The I only mean, one that has a positive run differential is the Cubs. And I'm going to say this. The Cubs should be better than two games below 500 just based off that run differential. You should not be plus 32 and yeah. be two games below 500. Right. 
and the pitching staff's been pretty good yeah. for, for the most part up at the top. Yep. Uh, there, Stroman, Hendricks, Steele. And we've scored the third most runs in the division. I mean, yeah. the Reds have scored 388 runs, but they've given up 410. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but, I mean, we're right there, right by the Cardinals. The Cardinals have the second most runs scored in the division. Yeah, but... 370 runs given up there uh, for St. Louis and Arizona. Obviously, one of the uh, most surprising teams in uh, all of baseball, uh, leading the uh, West over two and a half over the uh, Giants and a three up on the uh, Dodgers and nine and a half up on the uh, Padres. Come on, Padres. Thought you were supposed to be good with all the money that you spent. And mm-hmm. hey, Fernando Tatis Jr. coming back for you. But has it translated well in Colorado in the cellar, 16 and a half out with a minus 123 run differential. Wow. That's, yeah. Not quite as bad as uh, Oakland, minus 224. I know. That's just. But, or the uh, Royals, minus 122. Yeah, but the third worst run differential in all baseball. So, Travis, I was going to talk to you about buyers and sellers. Yeah. As we get closer to the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. I, it's really hard to, to figure out. Okay. And here's why. Because you look at the, the standings, you look at the wild card, and you figure all the AL East teams are going to be buyers. Because it's yep. still so close, and they're all right there at the wild card spot. Mm-hmm. So you think all of them would have to be buyers. Yeah. You'd think the Astros and the Angels will also be buyers. Mm-hmm. Where I'm having problems is the Guardians, Tigers, and White Sox. Mm-hmm. White Sox are nine and a half out of the wild card. Detroit's eight out of the wild card. And Cleveland's five out of the wild card. But they're closer to their division. Mm-hmm. So are they buyers or are they sellers? Because they're one of those teams that one trade, one healthiness, one person getting healthy mm-hmm. and coming back. They're right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess it's true. I always thought that the White Sox would be uh, sellers I've, at this point. I I think when push comes to shove, they will be. Now, again, we still have a month to go to the trade deadline. A lot can still happen. Mm-hmm. But I think when push comes to shove, Travis, I would look at Detroit being sellers. I look at the White Sox being sellers, along with the Royals and the A's. And I I think Cleveland will be buyers. I, I don't think Cleveland will be sellers at this point. All right, yeah, the big rumor going in to the season was uh, they're going to give up Shane Bieber yep. at any point. So Now, looking at the NL side of things, I think the Marlins will be heavy buyers because we've talked about how good they've been, Travis, and I totally forgot until I, I read it earlier this morning. Jazz Chisholm and Gene Segura are both just now coming back from the IL. They've been injured. They've been out. They been, yeah. So once they get back healthy, this is a good team. Yeah. And right now they have one game up on that wild card. So I think obviously they're going to be buyers. Giants will be buyers. Dodgers will be buyers. I think the Phillies will be. Mm. The next month will determine if the Reds and Cubs and Pirates will be buyers or sellers. Yeah. Because I I think if you're still, again, it's like with the AL. It's just hard to figure out if you're closer to winning your division than you are in the wild card. How can you be a seller? Right. Yeah. Because I think you'd have to be almost a buyer at that point. Mm. I personally think the Padres should be sellers. Ooh. They're six and a half out of the wild card, but they're not playing good. Yeah. I know they're plus 31 run differential, but they they just aren't playing well like they should. No. So, Big again, they're another team that 
give it a month. We'll see where they're at towards mid-July. Mm-hmm. But I think at this point, I'd be sellers. Right. I think the Pirates will end up being sellers. Mm-hmm. And the reason why, yes, they got off to such their hot start, but minus 44 run differential scares me. And right. tells me you were winning a lot of close games, but you weren't outscoring anybody. Yeah. I think the Mets should be sellers, Travis. Ooh, another team that spent a lot of money. But it's not translating on the field. No. You got you gotta you gotta try and knowing them, I I think they gotta look at trying to shed payroll. So you can gear up to get make a run at an Otani. That's the other thing. What teams are going to position themselves payroll-wise to have money to offer Shohei Otani at the end of this year? Right. And I think if you're a team like the Mets that are borderline, if not not going to make the playoffs, and you know that, why not try to start getting rid of some expiring inflated contracts? Right. Yeah, and uh, the Angels, with uh, them doing this so well uh, this season, they yeah. said that they weren't going to be, uh, weren't going to entertain that of uh, getting rid of Otani. I, I don't the think they will. So. It'll happen at the end of the year. Yeah. And obviously, I, I, I've said it. I know Travis doesn't want to hear it. I'm going to say it again. The Cardinals should be sellers. <laughs> uh, sellers, but not major Sires, sellers. Sellers, but not complete overhauls. I agree. Exactly. But that's another team, Travis, that you should be positioning yourself to try and make a run at Otani. Right? Yeah. I, I would love it. I mean, I... I want the Cubs to compete this year. The Cubs are playing better. But I'm also in the, the camp of if we can get rid of some payroll to make sure we have enough money to try and get Shohei Otani, let's do it. Because him and Suzuki were really chatting it up when the Cubs played the, the Angels. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the translations said that uh, Suzuki told Shohei, you'd look really good in Cubby Blue. <laughs> so he's trying. Let's let's I mean let's let's make it go. Yeah. So mm-hmm. if you need to get rid of some contracts to do that, let's get rid of some contracts. Maybe make a run at it. So hey, we need a starting pitcher and we need a bat. <laughs> yeah, Cardinals. That's just a pipe dream. I think. Uh, I know. To make a run at Otani. But that that's where uh, I think I I think the the only ones that would really surprise me would be the Padres. Like I said, I think they should be sellers, but they probably won't. Yeah. Right. But, again, it's another question of you have the best team on the field just looking at talent-wise, and you're not performing. Something has to change. Yeah. Same thing with the Mets. Doesn't make sense. Something has to change. Buck Showalter, I'm looking at you. Yeah, definitely he's on the hot seat. Uh, for sure. So uh, we're up against it, and uh, let's uh, close out talking uh, some NHL awards that were handed out uh, last night to close out the starting lineup. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. This is Effingham Fire Chief Brent Yoakum. We have all heard about home fires taking lives and destroying all out of family homes. These tragedies remind us to double check for fire safety. The Effingham Fire Department says, make sure your home has properly installed and working smoke alarms. Replace the batteries each time you change the hour on your clocks. Practice a fire escape plan. Teach children never to hide if there's a fire. In case of fires, the most important thing to do is to protect life. Get out and stay out. 
Greenberg is. Greeny. He went to Boston and it ended in disaster. He went to Brooklyn and it ended in disaster. He went to Dallas. And I guess it's not over, but it was an unadulterated disaster what happened there. There's a buyer beware element with Kyrie that I totally get. But would I be surprised if the Lakers make a real push? Certainly if LeBron pushes hard for Kyrie, I would not be surprised at all. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg, and you're listening to Effingham, source for local sports and home to Greeny on 98.9 The Game. Show your appreciation of this great nation we live in by flying the flag with pride this June and July. We want to share the pride. Go to Effingham Radio and submit your picture of your flag, whether at your business, your home, your boat, wherever it is. Show your pride at EffinghamRadio.com. Proudly sponsored by Disabled American Veterans, Chapter Number 7 in Effingham, Jay's Hobby Shop, Barlow Lock and Security, Sanitation Services, The Rubbish Gobbler, and DHB Transmission. And now but I think that it would be just funny if Ohio State, after Dabo ranked them number 11, they come in and whoop some Clemson Tiger butt, and the last image of Trevor Lawrence is him crying his eyes out, losing in a semifinals, knowing that he's going to Jacksonville and to NFL purgatory. The starting lineup. So what we found out on this episode of the podcast, by the way, is that Travis is very vengeful and hurtful to others. Absolutely. On 98.9 The Game. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9. Only here on 98.9 for just a, a smidge, a bit uh, longer. But uh, last night, uh, the uh, NHL had their awards uh, ceremonies the night before the uh, draft. And uh, the awards were handed out. Uh, and the uh, biggest one of them all was the Hart Memorial Trophy. And that went to uh, the most valuable player of the season. And uh, to uh, no surprise, it was uh, Connor McDavid winning that from the Edmonton Oilers. As uh, hey, you wonder why I just say Edmonton. I have a little bit of trouble with that. Uh, spin that out there for the third time in his uh, career. And uh, Connor had uh, career highs in uh, statistical categories uh, this season. And he had uh, the most points of his career. He led the league with 153 uh, points. And uh, he just had one of the best seasons ever and uh, caps it off with a, another MVP and only a matter of time uh, is what uh, Steve Stamkos uh, said who took home the Mark Messier NHL Leadership Award as well. It was asked about Connor McDavid and it's only a matter of time until he picks up that Stanley Cup win as well. And uh, uh, Connor also won the Ted Lindsay Award which is the uh, MVP voted on by the Players Association. So maybe that means a little bit more uh, to you if uh, your peers vote you the MVP as well as uh, the media. He received 100 or 195 of the 196 first place votes for that uh, Hart Trophy there. Uh, James Norris Memorial Trophy for the best defenseman goes to Eric Carlson once again uh, from the uh, San Jose Sharks as he's a no stranger to that award either. Uh, the Vinza for the best goaltender award went to Linus Yolmark there from the uh, Bruins. No surprise. One of the biggest reasons why they had the best regular season uh, statistically of all time. Didn't really do translate to the playoffs, but uh, that's neither here uh, nor there. 
and also for the second year in a row that your boy had uh, the uh, Vinza Trophy on his fantasy hockey team. But that's all about the shining star from uh, your boy's fantasy hockey team this season. Uh, the Cadler Memorial Trophy, or the Rookie of the Year, went to uh, uh, Matty uh, Benayers from uh, the uh, Kraken. And the uh, Jack Adams Award for the Coach of the Year went to, of course, the uh, Bruins coach, Jim Montgomery there as well so uh some of the awards that were handed out there uh last night so uh, of course historical season for both the bruins well represented and Connor mcdavid uh there as well uh last night for the awards ceremony there in nashville at the uh, bridgetone arena there ahead of the uh, draft tomorrow night so uh that will do it here for us on a terrestrial radio coming up here on espn radio is uh, fitz and harry enjoy that and uh, coming up also later on tonight on uh 98.9 is uh, st louis cardinal baseball with the astros old annual central rivals with the astros and uh, cardinals 550 pregame show uh, tonight so uh tune into that and we'll talk to you in the uh, podcast Thanks for listening to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Welcome back in. Welcome into the podcast of the uh, Start in a Lineup. Charles Sparks, Eric Fry, still here with you. Still got some uh, random news and uh, notes to uh, hit up on, including some uh, NBA rumors mm-hmm. as well out there. Free agency uh, coming up shortly. Yep. And whatever else we can get to here yeah, in we'll the uh, podcast as well. All right. Is there anything on uh, Sports Center that you wanted to uh, clean up? Yes. Uh, we already talked about the Jazz getting John Collins from the Hawks. Um, San Antonio Spurs rookie Victor uh, Wembayama won't be playing in this summer's FIBA World Cup after all. The recently drafted center announced that he will skip the World Cup and will focus on preparing for his rookie season. Wembayama had originally planned to play for his home country of France. The 19-year-old added that he wants to play in some of the Spurs summer league games next month. When Bama was selected by San Antonio with the first overall pick in this year's draft. I also saw, Travis, that there was a, a, a post that someone posted, and it's so ludicrous. I didn't save it because it was like nine centers have been taken first overall to win an NBA championship. Of those two stayed in San Antonio, four went to the Lakers. What will be when Bama's future? <laughs> and it had him in a Laker jersey. <laughs> Already talking about. Well, already him, talking about him leaving. Uh, Hasn't even played geez. a game yet. Yeah, it's a little ridiculous. LeBron working his magic. Yeah. AD and. Jeez. <laughs> uh, uh, Major League Baseball announced its rosters for this year's All Star Future Games, and there are a couple of uh, Cardinals and Cubs who made it. Um, let me pull this up real quick here. I just looked at it earlier. Uh, no one that I really, I mean, for the Cubs, yes, uh, I know Pete Crow Armstrong made it for the Cubs. Um, 
who is the number 10 prospect in all of baseball at a double-A level. Um, and then for the Cardinals, uh, Tink Hentz, Travis, right-handed pitcher for the Cardinals. He's at high A, number 66 prospect in all of baseball. Um, as well as B.J. Murray for the Cubs. He's an infielder at double-A. And uh, Victor Scott II, an outfielder for the Cardinals, who is at high A, also made the uh, Futures game. So there you go. Do you put any stock in the Futures game, Travis? I mean, there are a couple players that you could look out for for your respected teams, but more more often than not, I, I don't. I just don't get it because, like, I don't get the prospect ranking thing because, like, it has, for example, Jackson Holiday is the number yep. one prospect in all of baseball. Mm-hmm. He's a high A. Yep. How is he the, the best prospect if he's just in high A? He's not going from high A to the majors. I don't know, but, I mean, it's just the prospect of, you know, what he is now, but also what he uh, could I be guess. or his potential uh, could be as well. And, yes, Holiday, that is Matt Holiday's son. Oh, is it? Yeah, oh. it is. So uh, one of the reasons why uh, Matt stepped away from the uh, uh, coaching job was to uh, watch his son play a little bit more and spend more time with him. Is this more, let me, let me ask you this, the futures game, Travis, is it more for if your team is a, from a, from a team standpoint, not a fan standpoint or anything like that, but from a team standpoint, do you send your GMs and your scouts to this game if you are a seller at the trade deadline to see what, you know, for example, oh, the Yankees have this guy who's in the futures game. Well, if we want to maybe make a trade with the Yankees at the trade deadline, let's go yeah. look at him and, you know, or, or you know, or Baltimore, you know, if yeah, Baltimore's if wanting someone on my roster, you know. definitely You're definitely sending yeah. some scouts and you're yeah. making the people, I, the decision makers watching this game. I don't think Joe Schmo fan really cares no. about this game. This, no. this is the all-star game for baseball insiders. Right, yeah. The hardcores. The, hard, the hardest of the hardcores <laughs> yeah. and the people who work in baseball as a scout. Right. That's what this game is for. So. Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, fans may not care about the game, but maybe they will in the future. Well, and here's the other That's problem, it's Travis. it's the Futures game. 50 players will be featured in the Futures game, which showcases the league's top prospects. The seven-inning contest will be played July 8th. Mm-hmm. Seven innings? Seven innings. That's dumb. Yep. I think it's, like, played during other festivities. Yeah. I think the – I'm not sure when the celebrity all-star game and all that uh, happened, but I think those kind of correlate around the same time. And, of course, the home run derby the day before right. the game and whatnot. Uh, the Bruins are making moves in advance of the NHL draft. Boston, as we already talked about, traded Taylor Hall. Uh, mm-hmm. They also uh, traded um, – uh, Shane Bowers to the Devils for Riley Walsh. The Black and Gold now have nearly $11 million in available cap space there. And a trade between the Flyers and Hurricanes being hung up by a CBA rule. Both, I saw that. Both teams agreed to a deal that would send Tony D'Angelo back to the Canes for a prospect. However, the NHL has a rule which states, quote, under no circumstances may a club reacquire as part of a retained salary transaction the contract of a player who was on that club's reserve list within the calendar year. The Flyers are trying to retain 50% of D'Angelo's salary in the deal after signing him to a two-year, $10 million contract last offseason. The defenseman had 11 goals, 31 assists in 70 games last year for Philly, and had 51 points for Carolina the season before. Mm-hmm. I don't understand the the rule, but I guess that's the rule. So, 
Yeah, I see that kind of odd yes. uh, language. That's not one you see every that. day. No. That's not. Definitely not. So there you go. Let me really quickly double check and make sure there's been no uh, more sports news that I may have missed uh, on my sports center. So give me just one second here. Uh, well, I also talked about you talked about Wimbiama not playing for uh, France. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Paulo Bencharo, the uh, star there from the uh, Magic, he originally committed to play for Italy, but uh, now he's switching as he uh, verbally committed to uh, play for Italy, but now he's going to play for USA. So uh, he was the NBA Rookie of the Year this year. But he switched it up. He's going to uh, play for the U.S., Sorry, we we got kind of some sad breaking news in the sports world, Travis. Oh, boy. There are reports that the in-laws of NASCAR star Jimmy Johnson and an 11-year-old have been found dead in a murder-suicide. Oh, my goodness. That is not good at all. So, Jimmy Johnson's in-laws, still coming in, still urgent, just found out about this. Um, Wow, that is... That's crazy. Hmm. Yeah, I've seen that on TMZ. Yep. Yep. Uh, the Janaway's daughter is Johnson's wife, Chandra, and the 11 year old is her nephew. So, by the way, uh, on lighter, can, can we move to lighter news now? <laughs> I, I wasn't expecting that when I first loaded up. Uh, pickleball injuries are costing Americans nearly $400 million. The fastest growing sport is taking a toll on injury prone seniors' legs, wrists, and shoulders. And analysts estimate that pickleball injuries will result in 67,000 emergency room visits, 366,000 outpatient visits, and nearly 9,000 outpatient surgeries this year. Sports analysts say the number of players will jump to 22 million this year. So there you go. Um, And finally, uh, Iowa basketball star Caitlin Clark is the Collegiate Woman Athlete of the Year. She was awarded the Honda Cup last night at a ceremony in Los Angeles. Clark led the University of Iowa women's basketball program's first ever national championship appearance. She won numerous women's basketball player of the year awards before winning last night's honor of the best women's collegiate athlete. Hmm. So there you go. And again, I apologize for the bad, sad news. I, that that was uh, not suspected. So, so yeah, some, definitely not something that no. you uh, expected to see come no. across the uh, wire. And uh, Jimmy's uh, was supposed to race in the. I don't Chicago think he was race, supposed was he? to. I'm not. I'm not sure. Um, let me let me look. I don't remember for sure. If that number 84 car is on here or not. Uh, yes, he was. He was going to race in this race. I, I don't know if he still will. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, in Muskogee is where, where it all happened. Hmm. So, uh, just uh, sad, sad all around, right? Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, um, and that uh, that's all I got. Uh, by the way, um, just continuing on with nascar um the uh media rights we've talked about that deal should be coming in a couple of weeks they said uh, multiple sources predicted that the racing circuit would have handshake deals by july 4th um that's how well the talks were progressing but now uh, it looks like things may uh kind of be a little bit behind that fox and nbc are far along in their talks to renew the first half second half of the end nascar season respectively the sides have not agreed on a price yet Amazon still appears to be a front runner for a mid-season package of races. 
kind of like a six race package that TNT used to do. Um, but talks with Amazon have gone much slower than expected. Um, also, it appears NASCAR have moved away from the idea of selling the full season of its Xfinity Series package exclusively to a streamer. That was something that was rumored, was that all the Xfinity Series races were going to go to an Amazon Plus or a Hulu or uh, right. Peacock for the whole year. Now it looks like that will not be happening. So, hmm. uh, But those that mid-season going to Amazon, mm, I'm, I don't know if I'm a fan of that. Yeah, no, just like the NFL. Yep. Not a, not a fan. Not a fan. Because guess what? Sorry, Amazon. I'm not getting Amazon Prime just for that. No, you're not. No, I'm not. So. Mm. All right. Um, that's all I got. I'm going to quit talking before I bring up any sad news <laughs> anymore. Bring, bring up uh, anything else. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is there any uh, NBA uh, rumors that yeah. you got to talk some more because you're the one who... Uh, has the NBA rumors? Well, yes, up. yes. Uh, we mentioned yesterday um, that uh, Derrick Rose, as we said, um, free agent declined the option. The yep. Knicks and three teams have come as teams expected to have a level of interest. Travis and those are the Suns. Yep. The Bucks. Yep. And the Bulls. And the Bulls. The interest is there. Make it happen. Let's do it. Yeah, I'm all for it. What are we waiting for? <laughs> Bring them home. I I said I I I just I think that'd be great. Although um, uh, there's a picture online of him wearing a Cleveland Cavaliers shirt. Mm. I don't know how old that is. He wants to go to Cleveland. Was he a Cav? Maybe for a hot second. I don't know. I don't think so. Not that I remember. Not that I remember. No, not his Memphis stats. I guess if it doesn't work out for an NBA team, Derek Rose could always go to China. It's true. I mean, he was a Cav from 2017 to 2018. Well, there you go. There it's like yeah, there he was with LeBron. Hmm. Totally forgot. Derrick Rose that. impresses in first game with Cavs. Nope, totally forgot about that. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I keep saying bring Derrick Rose back to Chicago. And until it doesn't happen, I will continue to think it's going to happen. But can we say like no coach did anything for one player more than Coach Thibodeau for Derrick Rose? Like, he was loyal to that guy almost to a fault. Yeah. He was. I mean, they started in Chicago together, and then, you know, Derrick Rose left, and then they joined back up in New York together and have had success. Not great success, but some success. Hmm. Was was Thibs the coach in uh, Minnesota when Derrick Rose was there? Ooh. That's a good question. Uh, Tom Thibodeau. 2016 to 2019 is when Thibodeau was the coach. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was there. Yep. Hmm. So, likes playing for Coach Tibbs, I guess. Yeah. But not anymore, I guess. 
Not anymore. He was an executive, uh, Tibbs was, in Minnesota from 16 to 19. Hmm. I don't know if he coached them, but he was part of the team. He was a Timberwolves coach back in 89-90, Travis. That was his first gig. He was an assistant (laughs) coach there. And then he went to Chicago. Then He was a coach in Minnesota. You're right, 2016 and 2019, as well as an executive. Then he's been with New York for three years. Mm -hmm. In his three seasons in New York, he has played in 236, 125, and 111. In Minnesota, he was 97 and 107. And in Chicago, 255 and 139. Thank you, Derrick Rose. Hmm. Thank you, D. Rose. I mean, that's when D. Rose was at his height. Like, <laughs> former co- two-time coach of the year, Travis. Yeah. There you go. Um, the only rumor that I saw here on uh, ESPN is that uh, Windhorse was on uh, Get Up uh, this morning and said that the Portland Trailblazers all-star Dame Lillard absolutely did not request a trade mm-hmm. during the point guards meeting with the Blazers GM on Monday night. They uh, had a meeting there to kind of discuss the future. And I, I thought I also saw something uh, on Twitter that uh, he was going to wait out his uh, time to request a trade uh, to see what the Blazers do in free agency. So uh, looks like Dame's going to stick around to see if uh, Portland builds around him and what they uh, do to add pieces uh, there before he makes a decision to uh, go anywhere. Uh, there and uh, free agency doesn't uh, start until the sixth. Is that right? I believe so. Deals can be agreed to during this period. Uh, okay, yeah, that's right. Um, if free agency officially begins at 6 p.m. Eastern on Friday, ahead of the league's annual uh, period beginning Saturday at midnight, deals can be agreed upon during this period, but can't become officially signed until July 6th. So free agency on Friday begins there at five o'clock mm. and it's off to the races yep. uh, there. And uh, I also saw on the side here on ESPN, you start voting for the ESPYs. All right. ESPYs uh, July uh, 12th. And Travis, your blues have made a trade. I did see that, but is it significant? Kevin Hayes. Eight-year veteran at 18 goals and 36 assists last year. I couldn't tell if this was significant. Hey, you just gave up a sixth-round pick. Sixth-round pick. And Philly's retaining 50% of his contract. Hey. So. Seems like a, a seems win. Seems like a win to me. <laughs> seems like a win. And uh, Blues have three first-round draft picks tomorrow night in the draft. So mm-hmm. if we want to make some moves, we could dangle a pick out there. Someone yeah. wants to. Jump in there. I think the highest one that the Blues have is 10. So we'll see what they uh, do with that. So we'll be uh, talking about the NFL, NFL, NBA, NHL draft. That one too. That one. NBA draft just happened. Well, we can still talk about it. Well, we'll hit up on that tomorrow. We will. So. All right. I think that uh, clears the deck. I don't think I have anything else. Yeah, Let's see. You have any uh, NBA rumors? Nope. Uh, to go around. Nope. All right. So uh, that will uh, do it. We'll uh, call you here then, and uh, we'll be back for you tomorrow. Recap everything that happens in uh, baseball tonight, and take a look at that NHL draft coming up. So 
Until tomorrow, thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace.